music provided by Armstrong. Visit armstrongofficial.com to hear more badass music. Welcome to the TriCast Gaming Podcast. Greetings and welcome everyone to episode number 69 of the TriCast Gaming Podcast. That's right, 69, 69. I am your host, Grimlock, a.k.a. Philip Keeney, and I'm joined tonight by Neon's Jason Andrews. Jason, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, man. You making it? On uh, you making it? Yeah, man. Uh, it's a uh, it's that it's that six nine, which is uh, I'll just go ahead and say is uh, highly overrated. It's, <laughs> yeah, wow, highly, wow, that's highly overrated. I mean, that's a shocking stance. Hot take, kind of hot take. Hot, yeah, to put right at the top of the episode. I'm sure yeah. we've got plenty of write-ins on on that one. Also tonight, I am joined by the firstborn, Adam Garcia. Adam, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great because this last weekend we went to go see For King and Country, which is a Christian band. And so I feel extremely holy today. Well, now I just feel like a very sinful person sitting here in my chair. (laughs) I'm just going to stay muted for the rest of the episode. (laughs) See, for those that are listening, I specifically requested to come in last for that reason alone. Uh, we, we had no idea. Like, like, I, I was like, "Oh, he's got to do something crazy with 69 <laughs> But he's Just, talking about Christian bands, and he's putting me on to like actresses' Instagrams. That you know, if you're not careful, you could end up on an OnlyFans thing. So I don't yeah. know what to, I don't know how to take this from Adam this week. See, like, whenever I go through the the vetting process for the people that I want in my short films, I, I have to dig into that kind of stuff. And when I find that, I'm just like, ugh. Why? Like I, I don't get it. I don't. I don't see the point of it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm only pulling in about five dollars a month with my OnlyFans. So yeah, I don't see the point of it either. Oh, bro, you got to take your shirt off more, man. <laughs> That's the problem. I see. Well, if only I'd known. If only well, you I'd have known. to. You have to venture out outside of the feet realm. Of I think it. you know. I think. I think the the real key to money making on that is you want to show enough but not everything because then they've just you know why why can why stick around you got to make them think you're about to fully expose that sausage mm. um or pepperoni i guess <laughs> or uh, not your you- sausage so, it, showing your sausage could get you a loss of, of viewership <laughs> or what you can do like if you can visualize your hand instead of doing all of the fingers you can just do that one <laughs> we just got the bird flipped on us on camera. Just making yeah. sure everyone Ad- knows. Adam's not happy with the fact that we've turned the opening of episode 69 into somewhat of a sexual discussion here. Uh, but what can you expect? I mean, we may all be in our mid-30s, yet we're still children at heart. I'll yes. still take mid-30s. Like, like, yeah, mid-30s sounds a lot better than late-30s. So, yeah, still that's mid-30s. teenagers at heart here. Um, <laughs> I mean, we do play video games and all do a podcast. So are you really that surprised? I'm not like I act like I'm 17. I feel like I'm 90, but I'm still 35. That's awesome. Well, there you go. How about that? But uh, anyway, like in uh, sort of other news um, this week, guys, I mean, how has your how has your week been? I mean, mine's been pretty damn long. I'm surprised I actually got here today. But, you know, maybe maybe y'all's week has been better. Mine has because I was off. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, 
went to work Tuesday, Wednesday off today. So Dang, I'm sitting pretty. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I need I had, some um, of that in my life. I had a um, string of uh, cold flu come through my house, hit Ooh. my wife over. She had it like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and was better Sunday. I had it Saturday, Sunday, and then like Monday, Tuesday was kind of like the cleanup days. Um, mm. Cleanup. Um, yeah, like you're just hazy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, oh. I'm getting better, but you just are not. I was like, did you miss somewhere? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I don't know why I said cleanup days. Recover days. Um, but uh, so my week was really busy with work. But then just on top of it, like not feeling good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm ready for the weekend, man. Yeah, we get to like chatting during the week about the show. And then Jason's like, dude, you know, I actually have like real deadlines to meet here. And I'm like, yeah, so do I. But, you know, we got to give the public what they want. We got to no, have a good funny, show. It's funny, actually. I think the the exact comment that uh, was, uh, I know me and you both have deadlines for missing to do this. But <laughs> that's, that, right. that's good because it shows our commitment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I'm legitimately typing stuff and we're talking stuff about the show. Um, and I'm just typing away on my keyboard and my boss comes into my office and opens the door and I have to like alt tab, like, yep, totally working on this thing. I'm supposed to get done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, See, I, I at least don't have to worry about the fact that, uh, I can't access Facebook on my work computer. So, oh, you know. well, I mean, oh, man. to be fair, today is legitimately the first day I have done it. And, um, it, it, again, it, it'd be no different than like, I picked up my phone and just shot a real quick text that after I got fired a text, you know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. it's just now it's just i was already working on my computer and just like here you know i got a left and a right screen and mm-hmm. so i could be like having whatever document i'm up on my left working on and it's over on the right you know i'd pop something up and i'd respond real quick and then go back to the left so yeah. uh, i guess i was a little extreme with i had to alt tab <laughs> i didn't really have to alt tab <laughs> it, but it uh, sounded better it does sound better it sounds like we know what we're doing but uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely been long. I mean, we've been on we've been on mandatory overtime for two months now, so it's been a uh, it's been a rough old slog here lately. So I think we're finally getting close to the end. But yeah, it's it's just been tough. We're all on a pretty big push to get the the last of the stuff done before Thanksgiving. Um, oh yeah, for sure, same. So you know, just kind of that time of the year a little bit. But uh, yeah, no. Um, Otherwise, you know, I, I've just been playing a lot of video games this week. Um, I haven't really done a lot of show watching, but I did see this uh, Arcane show pop up. Um, and I must say, like, I, as was clearly stated last week on last week's episode, do not like League of Legends at all. But the, the animation of the show looks really fucking cool. And I'm actually pretty excited to check this out. Not being a League of Legends fan at all. Uh, pretty excited to check it out, but Jason, I mean, I know you have a little bit more of an affinity to the sh- to the game itself, but yeah. So here's what I'll say: I, um, I I really don't know this. I've not done the research at all. I don't know who actually uh, did the animation and like made uh, the show. Like, if it legitimately came from within uh, Riot Games. Um, uh, like, I see you kind of searching it up right now. Maybe uh, yeah, I'll look it up. For um, you. But I can tell you they, so like they have a YouTube channel and one of the things that they've consistently done is they release these like little shorts that are like this kind of quality animation. 
Um, and they're always fantastic. They're, they're really, really good. Um, and they're always like little, like just lore things or like hype videos, if you will. Um, and sometimes they're three minutes long. Sometimes they're six minutes long. Um, but this feels like those, I would say if you go, if you're into, if you go watch Arcane, you don't have to know anything about League of Legends. It's just as like a, almost like an anime or something, if you will. I mean, it's just a, it's just a good story. Um, but it's kind of like, it's definitely prequel. I'll say that. So as someone who knows the characters, I'm seeing all these characters in the background or that pop up that seem like they don't have that much significance. And I'm like, oh shit, I know who that is. Um, but that's just kind of like fanboy stuff. You don't really need to know. Um, and so, um, it's definitely prequel. Like there's nothing, um, like, I mean, they're video game characters. They have like powers or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. they don't have powers and stuff in this. It's so I don't know at what point if they get powers or if they explain it a different way or do something different. Like, I don't know. Um, but, uh, the show's been fun. Hmm. I wouldn't think from, from watching it. I don't think there's anything in it that you have to know anything about League of Legends to enjoy it from what I've seen. Well, that's that's good to know. I do think that one of the the more interesting aspects is that it's like a three part three episode yeah. series. If that so, a like they did Netflix, yeah. So they did like episode one, two, and three mm-hmm. that released last Friday, I guess, or Saturday. I think it was Saturday. And then the next three episodes releases this Saturday, the thirteenth yep. of November, and then yep. the following week will be the final three episodes. And they're and they're forty five minute long episodes. So oh wow, okay, yeah, yeah that's a lot of content. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like how you know, like Mandalorian comes out and they release two episodes, you know, the first two episodes or something back to back. Which I can't, I don't think Mandalorian is one of the like Loki maybe releases two and then they release like one mm-hmm. each of the following weeks. Um, so it kind of is like that first week where you get like a snippet and then you'd have to wait, except now you get them in group snippets every time. Right. But it's a little different for Netflix. Um, don't be wrong. I don't like it. I, I really wish you want it all. Disney would just let me binge, you know, <laughs> Loki and Mandalorian and all that stuff when they come out. Um, so same with this, but, um, hopefully this is not like, Netflix starting to go that route too. <laughs> mm, yeah. 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 Certainly, um, you know, Disney plus like to do that and, and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, just the official release dates, November 6th, November 13th and November 20th for the three different sections of the episode. And then to answer the question on, on where sure. it's being done, um, it's being developed and produced by riot, but is animated by four productions. It's gotta Fortiche. be someone in China. No, it's Par- <laughs> they're located in Paris, Paris, France. I don't know how you say this. Fortiche, Fortiche. It's F O R T I C H E Productions. Bless you. Yeah. 3D Animation Studio. Um, it's founded in 2009 in Paris, France. I mean, what has most of their work been? Have you, does it show you any of that info? I know now I'm taking you down another rabbit hole, but oh uh, yeah, I'm just really- curious if they had been doing stuff for right this whole time kind of thing um so it's under their notes of contributions uh their only animated series is arcane uh cinematics uh get jinxed yep that's uh, that is um uh jinx is one of the she's one of the main characters in arcane she's a league of legends property okay mm-hmm. um and then it says pop slash stars for yep worlds K- KDA, Aerie. KDA, yep, that's League yeah. of Legends. 
Um, Rise Worlds 2018. Yep. That's the Legends. Uh, seconds for Echo. That's like it. That's the, another character that's in Arcane Echo. Uh, Warriors Worlds 2014. Yeah, yeah. So they've um, done all League of Legends animation things for like Worlds and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, and so Worlds is again, it's like their Super Bowl tournament, if you will, so the playoffs. Um, okay. And um, they host that every year. And um, so it's their big um, televised, you know, gaming, you know, esports event. And um, they always have, they release these big cinematics like I've been talking about along with that regularly. So, and that's kind of ultimately why I asked, like, I don't know if it comes with Inside Riot who, um, like, is doing the artwork on it because it felt a lot like that. So that does answer the question. It, it seems like it's pretty much the same group of people doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and they do them I, well. I'm going to, I'm going to Google them separately. I think I might be on like a specific league of legends wiki, mm. um, which is maybe why all their contributions. Just, are like, uh, yeah. Cause, cause it says they, they also, it says they also worked on uh, rocket and Groot for Marvel studios. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, I, l- l- this may not be like a pure, just league of legends sure. type. But studio. long story short is they've done other things of leagues. So yeah, Riot obviously is- went with someone who, like they're you know have used before and are used to for this arcane series. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They're, okay, that's they're not. I never new. really did know if Riot was officially the ones who were doing the animation, or you know if it was outside the studio. I, I you know I didn't really know. Yeah, I mean it looks like it's an outside animation studio, yeah. but it's a studio they've worked with before and are comfortable and familiar with, and have and yeah. this is not their first time working on. Yeah. Um, oops, I just went into a YouTube video and it started playing and it scared me. <laughs> That's funny. So I, I mean, um, and I know this isn't your bag and it's not something that you would, um, that you would do, but, uh, the, I, it's like this with a, a bunch of other stuff. Like, uh, it's almost like when world of Warcraft, the movie came out, there were, there was a big, uh, like upsurge in world, uh, wow subscribers. Because people go and like watch it and they're like, oh, you know, and like then they want to go and like relive it and play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't yet, but I watched the series and immediately texted my buddy like, well, damn it. Now I want to play League of Legends again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. So it, I don't know. These things do that stuff to you. Like, I, you know, I've seen that kind of stuff for the, I mean, even like Fast and Furious, like a Fast and Furious movie comes out and suddenly you want to play Need for Speed. Yeah, people want to play Need for Speed or they're like the like ticking like, uh, speeding tickets like goes up yeah. <laughs> like nationwide. Dude, <laughs> it's really funny. I'm actually really bad. I'll go like on a long session of iRacing yeah. and then I'll be like, oh, I got to go pick up dinner or something and I'll go, I'll like yeah, go pull out of my driveway and so I'm like squealing the tires for a second. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta forget. But it's like, you know, because I've actually like got pedals and wheel yeah. and everything. It's like even more of an it's easy It's like you program slip. your brain, man. Yeah. yeah. Um. But no, I I remember The Witcher Three had a huge Same sales thing. jump. Yeah, that's um, another one after The Witcher series. Um, and what's so cool yeah. about that one is, um, you know, it, you're talking now, um, not an animation, but it's just based on a game. And, and what was good about that is there was a huge influx because there were a lot of people who had never played the game, but they loved the series so much that they went to the game. 
Um, so I don't know if I'm a, I, surely you'll have some of that from arcane too. Um, but, um, I bet there's a lot of people who end up watching it and have no idea it's associated with video game. Cause they don't really, I don't think say anything like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. What so, do you mean? Like they don't like they on don't Netflix. S- I don't think they're like, I don't think it's like all up in your face that it's from league of legends, the video game. You know uh, I mean? like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the title is even arcane. Where does the title come from? I, I, look, um, um, if ginger were here, uh, he's a sucker for lore. He could tell you all sorts of that crap. I, I, I th- arcane is basically like there. I mean, you know, like arcane it's, it's, it's magic, right? So, um, okay. I don't know. Uh, I'm not huge into the lore of League of Legends. I just so I I couldn't really tell you. I just find it strange. Maybe we'll find out in the show. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, Adam, will you check out Arcane? Uh, Yeah, I was actually just watching the uh, the the trailer. Oh yeah, it looks very interesting. I I like the animations on it. That's that's very unique. It almost reminded me of the Marvel What If series. Almost, but yeah, it's a that's a good take. It's a little more, th- little more three D ish, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But okay. I like it. It looks cool. And I left the YouTube's up, and now apparently, League of Legends: The Complete Cinematic Story Movie 2020 4K Ultra HD is playing on my YouTube. It's probably like a <laughs> collaboration of like all of their little snippets all plugged together. If I had to bet anything, yeah, you you are correct. Cause uh, yeah, they're pretty time pretty oh good. My- Good lord! How long is it? Timestamps of I'm not even gonna count that. It's two hours. Yeah. Wow! 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 wow. Yeah. All right. Well, before we before we like spend a whole show just talking about Arcane and League of Legends, uh, real quick before we move on, I, I have two things I wanted to point out. One, uh, if you're a Marvel fan, Shang Chi, Shang Chai, oh yeah, is Disney Plus on November 12th, which is this uh, tomorrow. Or yeah. today, if, as you're listening to the show, so uh, look out for that. If you've been waiting, like I have, to go check out uh, Shang Chi once it comes Same. to Disney Plus. Same. Um, and then I also just want to give a big shout out to all our veterans. Um, as we're recording, it's November 11th. It's Veterans Day. Um, I wore my uh, actually, I don't know if y'all can see, but I wore my red shirt, which is uh, remember, uh, remember everyone deployed. Um, so it's, it's, um, you know, it's just an, um, a nonprofit, I guess, you know, an organization that raises money and awareness for our deployed troops. Um, so yeah, big shout out to everyone that serves our country. I know it's a great sacrifice. Um, and yeah, actually, uh, it's, it's very personal this year because my little brother finally just got home from his deployment. He flew back today. So, um, you know, it's uh, very personal as well this year in our family. Yeah. And so uh, thank you everyone for what you do for our country. And I'll, I'll point out um, it's an actual red brand it is. shirt. It's not it, just it a is. red colored <laughs> shirt. I mean, like it legitimately has the organization logo yeah. and yeah. everything on it. So yep, exactly. he's he's not sitting here just saying like, oh yeah, I wore a red t-shirt today. Yeah. No, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's got like the you know the U.S. flag on the sleeve. Oh yeah, I see that. I hadn't seen the sleeve, but I see that. Yeah, now. it's, it's a good yeah. looking shirt. Yeah, so um, wore that today just for that. So yeah. thank you, everyone. 
All right, Jason, I believe that you have decided to take the reins for Back of the Box Trivia, which puts Adam under this microscope for the first time ever on this show. Oh, has he never? Never done it. Yeah. So uh, Well, thanks for that extra pressure right now. I turn the show to you, Jason. (laughs) All right, so um, I have uh, a category list here of where these games are from. Okay. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and just say... That I think it's possible we have done one of these before. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Hopefully I don't completely screw this over. But here we go. Okay. So the category is all three of these games are, and I'll tell you even where they fall, are on the top 50 all-time sales best-selling for consoles. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. So coming in at number 50. Pac-Man. I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> is that Jump the gun. At <laughs> number 50, it is blank. Opportunity abounds in a city merging from the swamps. It's growth fueled by the violent power struggle in a lucrative drug trade. Construction is everywhere as a shining metropolis rises from foundations of crime and betrayal. As a soldier, Blank has always protected his dysfunctional family, his country, and himself. One bad decision later, and that job is about to get much harder. Kicked out onto the streets of a city torn between glamour and gluttony, Blank is faced with a stark choice. Build an empire or be crushed. So I have two thoughts that have come to mind uh, in listening to this. Um, Adam, I don't know if anything's popped up to you, but my two thoughts are... uh, My initial thought was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Um, You know, set in Miami uh, during its sort of booming and growth, uh, and the drug industry that, um, that grew alongside of the city in the, in the eighties, that's where Vice City is set. Um, and I thought that the main character, it's been a while since I played it, uh, but I thought the main character was a, uh, military veteran in, in the game. Um, but also what came to mind, um, and it, they're very similar settings is Mafia, is it Mafia? Yeah, Mafia 3, which is set in New Orleans. Um, and that character was definitely a Vietnam veteran. The main character of that game was definitely a Vietnam veteran. Um, so those are the two games that have come to mind. I can't imagine that Mafia 3 is the 50th best-selling video game of all time. Right. So I think I'm going to go with Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Okay. It's funny that you said that because I actually had the same kind of thought process, except when he started reading it, I was like, okay, it's probably Cyberpunk. And then he kept going, and I was like, hell no, it's not Cyberpunk. (laughs) No, it's not Cyberpunk. And then when he mentioned the family, and I'm like, okay, that's the thing that threw me off. I was like, okay, who has a family that's an army soldier type person that has to build an empire? And that's where I fell on Mafia. So okay. you fell on Mafia. Yeah. But okay. hearing your logic, I'm like, well, I'm wrong. <laughs> because that makes a lot of sense. But I'm just going to stick with it, Mafia 3. Okay. 
Okay, so the key differentiator there, in fact, was one of them is in top 50 and one of them is not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is yeah. one of those games. And Probably it so. is Vice City. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. So, um, all right. So, uh, the next one that we're going to go with. Hey, is, just for, a, for one second, uh-huh. we need to sit on the fact that I actually guessed a fucking game right, right off the bat, <laughs> by the way, dude. Boom. You got Nailed it right it. off the bat. Yeah. Um, okay. So this one is also tied for 50th. Okay. Tied for 50th. So in this category, do we say it's tied for last? Even <laughs> though it makes the top 50 all time? <laughs> I think if you're in the top 50 all time, you just recognize that there's a shitload of games behind you. And you're not last in anything. <laughs> all right. So here it is right here. Welcome to a new world. Take on the role of a blank and slay blank in a living, breathing ecosystem where you can use the landscape and its diverse inhabitants to get the upper hand. Blank alone or in co-op with up to three other players and use materials collected from the fallen foes to craft new gear and take over even bigger, badder blank. I want to say it's a monster hunter. Yeah, you know, like that is a good shout. Um, I'm trying to remember what, how many people you could have um, at a time in your party, though. I thought it was more than four, but I, I only hunter, remember it being four. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, if it's a monster hunter game, then it's got to be the most recent one, Monster Hunter World, because uh, that's the one that's sold really well for them. Um, can we get a hint, Jason? Um, you know, it's funny is I wasn't for, for hints. Um, <laughs> okay, so damn. Well, how do I give a hint on this without giving it's, it away? It's very oh, okay. Hard. Here, no, no, no. Uh, here, hold on. Uh, it was a um, it, uh, developed by Capcom. Oh, well, I think you just gave it away. <laughs> I'm going to go with Monster Hunter World because uh, that's where I was already leading well, Adam. That's why I was like, I don't know what to do to Adam, give it away. Adam with the good shout there, and that's kind of where my head was at too. So, um, okay. So Monster Hunter World. World. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, I feel like that's a – not necessarily doing it on purpose. It's just uh, – I what. so I'll tell you what I tried to do, but – it feels like we're giving a lot of shout outs to Kyle recently because we keep talking about damn Monster Hunter World on this damn show. Uh, yeah. But so I tried to like go to this list and grab all the games because there's four games that are tied at 50. And so I tried to grab those four, like three of those four games and just do all those. Uh-huh. Um, and one of them is uh, The Last of Us, uh-huh. which we yes. have definitely just recently done. Yeah. We um, so I couldn't do it. And then the other one's called Gary's Mod. Uh, oh, that game. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if y'all would know it, and so I was yeah. just like, all right, I'm going to just leave that one alone. Um, and so uh, this next one is actually number 48 on the list. Okay. Okay. Wait, hang on a second. If there are four games tied at 50th, shouldn't this be uh, look, number it, 46? Yeah. So the, te- <laughs> the technicality of, like, you're correct, like, um, you know, let's say first through third place, if there's two people who get first, then it goes those two and then third. But... Yeah. No, this list did not do that. Okay. It did places, like legitimately, 
one through 50 and there's if there's four at 50 there's four at 50 okay like, all right okay okay um so take it for what it's worth monster hunter world was 54th okay kyle your game sucks it's not in the top 50 okay <laughs> kyle don't listen to jason <laughs> Look, I'm just telling you the rules of what way Phil brings it out, okay? He's saying that it doesn't count. Just, just want to throw that I, out there. Okay. In fact, there's <laughs> there's five uh, at 19. So, it, yeah, it's just out. Okay, Monster World it's doesn't just, count. It's so far out of it the It don't count, 50. okay? <laughs> <laughs> Here's number 48. A new era of shoot and loot is about to begin. Play as one of our new blank facing off against a massive new world of creatures, psychos, and an evil mastermind. Make new friends, arm them with a bazillion weapons, and fight alongside them in our co-op, or uh, alongside alongside them alone or in co-op, on a relentless quest for the revenge and redemption across the undiscovered and unpredictable blank. All right. Well, I already know what this is. So, Adam, I want to see before I start talking. I want to see if you have a guess. I mean, to I be in the top fifty, all these games are extremely well known. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of. It was hard for me to follow the way you were reading this. So well, I screwed up in the middle of it. All right. Yeah. A new era of shoot and loot is about to begin. Play as one of our four new blank, facing off against a massive new world of creatures, psychos, and an evil mastermind. Make new friends, arm them with a bazillion weapons, and fight alone or alongside them in a co-op or single player for a relentless quest for revenge and redemption across the undiscovered and unpredictable blank. So when you say co-op, is it is it one and two, or is there more than two players? Uh, it is multiplayer. Okay. Is it PvP? No, this is not a PvP game. And I, I don't know I don't know the answer, to be fair, but I know the answer. You know I, the answer. I just know the answer. I, like, I can you even tell answer. you what the blanks are. Okay, do you, okay, so time out. So do you want... Uh, let's just do this. Adam, you want a hint? Yes, give me a hint, because I'm, I'm getting lost here. Okay. Uh, this game came out in 2012. And if you want another hint give you another hint one of the blanks is vault hunters and the last blank is pandora avatar no nope but <laughs> nice shout for pandora yeah um, the game is made by pandora. 2k games gearbox software it was, wait what was the first one he said two gank 2k games is who made it 2k so 22 million um, Randy Pitchford is the is the mastermind director behind this game. Is it Pac-Man? <laughs> <laughs> the game is Borderlands. It came out in 2012. Um, the game is Borderlands 1. Is it the Simpsons game? The game nope. is Borderlands so, 1. This game is Borderlands okay. 2. <laughs> Borderlands 2? Boom, baby. Borderlands oh, 2. Uh, Wait, Borderlands 2 was 2012? Yeah. Indeed. Got him on a technicality. That's he, he got me on a technicality. Uh, there was nothing. If, uh, Borderlands there was won. nothing in that description that suggested it was a sequel. I know. That, Which nothing, is why nothing. I was like, "Well, I know Borderlands. Like, it's definitely Borderlands." 
I guess because it said four new vault hunters. That would be the only thing is four yeah. new blank and new yeah. vault, oh, vault yeah. hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that then make the new friends. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the only thing in there. But that's, that you're right. Yeah. It doesn't specifically say. Um, mm-hmm. And while you're on the subject, let me see here. Uh, Borderlands 1 release date. So Was? the reason why I didn't get that is because it says make new friends. I'm not very good at making 2009. New friends. <laughs> so they're only three years apart, yeah. which is not bad, by the way. No, that's pretty. Quick I just didn't realize video Borderlands game. Two was that old. That's the part that I'm surprised yeah. by. Um, I mean, Borderlands Three um, was 2019, but Borderlands the prequel sequel uh, or the pre sequel was 2014. Yeah. So again, mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty crazy to think they went 2009, 2012, 2014, and then their big jump was to 2019. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they, they went were, and made. Um, so they went and made um, Battleborn between. Oh, that's right. Borderlands two and Borderlands three because they actually. They're spitting don't, these bad boys out. Yeah. So Gearbox actually didn't develop um, the pre sequel. The pre sequel is a different studio that did uh, was was done by a different studio, um, and I think Battleborn released the pre sequel was. Um, so it says here it was Gearbox, 2K Australia, and Aspire. Yeah, yeah. So that's so, not... So if you look, the main Gearbox studio is the one that did Borderlands 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, it, it was, a, you know, I guess a side studio or whatever, support studio sure. that got pre-sequel. And yep. then Battleborn released in 2016, and I know this because it released like a month apart from Overwatch. And uh, it was like doomed from the start because they released the same like month as Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, Battleborn, um, not so good. Uh, that game, um, yeah, it was uh, May third, two thousand sixteen, was the release date. Yep, there you go. Um, and to be a game that came out in two thousand sixteen and a free to play FPS, that's a kind of a toward the beginning of the old free to players, wasn't it? Uh, it was not free to play when it launched. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're okay. Okay. Yeah, and you that can't even play it anymore because it's it fell off. They turned it to free to play. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't even play it anymore now because they just turned off the game completely. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, kind of sad actually because when it came out, uh, me and Tyler and Mike played that game a shit ton. So um, if I remember this game, it was. It was a uh, similar-ish to like what Smite is now, right? Like, I mean, it, it's a, it was a MOBA, but you're first person, right? Yeah. So I think, yeah. I mean, my understanding is that I mean, we talked about League of Legends at the start, but it's a similar concept in terms of you yeah, know, yeah, fighting, fighting. Well, first person is pretty and, freaking different. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Have you played um, Smite at all, or know what it is? I know what it is, but I've never played it. No. Okay. Because I think they were extremely similar, other than like obviously. Smite is like a direct spin-off, knockoff, whatever you want to say of uh, Dota and League of Legends just with the first person spin on them. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right. Well, now that we're uh, deep, deep in this show and we haven't even started talking about our video games, let's get into it because you know what? Each and every week we do get together to channel our virtues through the Triforce to provide you, the listener, all the hottest takes 
and topics from the mythical world of video games. We also add in as much of our colorful thoughts and Philip monologues as we can handle in a week simply because we love video games and talking about them. If you like what you hear, please consider leaving us a like and a review on your podcasting app of choice. And if you really enjoy Please share on social media or directly with your friends because this show continues to grow thanks to all of your wonderful support. You can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, all at TricastGamingP1 and on our website, TricastGamingPodcast.com. DM us on any platform with your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, corrections, and we'd be happy to read them out on this show. I have a question. You have a question, but you're not a listener. I know, but but are, are we are we are we sure I mean, that he, we would he, be happy to read? He could the next be. One? <laughs> what what is your question, Adam? Are we sure that we would be happy to read this next one? Uh, I don't know. Is it is it something other than what's in our show notes? Uh, no. Okay, because well, like <laughs> I mean, I was confused there. Like, what was I signing myself up for here? <laughs> No, I just, just wanted to double check because that last statement, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I'm smiling ear to ear. I mean, I'm yeah, sure I'm sure Jason is happy. <laughs> I'm never happy to reinforce Jason's already bulging ego. I have <laughs> bulging. no idea what you're talking about. I do have quite the bulge. Yeah, I mean, I specifically use the word bulge specifically For because this we're on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, go ahead, Adam. Do you want to read the listener write-in? Yeah, I think I would be the most impartial person in this case. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had a comment on our Facebook from uh, Cameron Kemp. He said, I must say, I don't know why I feel like doing a British accent when I say that. <laughs> I must say, I agree with Neons, a.k.a. Jason, uh, about Age of Empires 4. It is rather underwhelming. Does it look good? Yes, but not spectacular, and the UI is a massive step back compared to its predecessors. Concerning gameplay, there is nothing new or innovative either. It is functionally uh, the old age too, with some aspects of Age of Mythology added to spice it up. So here's our only comments on that. One, I love that somebody agrees with me, uh, uh, especially after I specifically had said last episode that trying to find someone who agreed with me was like finding a needle in a haystack. Um, yeah. So I usually, love it. like when he asks me, I'm just like, I don't speak English and let's move on. Yeah. I, so I love it. Um, now, what I'll say is I um, and, and I don't want to poke holes in somebody who's sitting here agreeing with me, but I'll say um I don't think the UI was that bad, um, but he may be specifically talking about the UI. The UI compared to old age two, like obviously I think the new UI is better, but sounds like he's talking a lot about um, Age of Mythology, which I didn't play uh, Age of Mythology uh, a whole lot and don't even know that I really remember it. Mm. So maybe the Age Mythology, uh, the Age of Mythology UI was pretty good and that's which one he's referring to. Um, and I don't, again, I didn't play it enough. I know I've played it, but very small amounts. Um, I, I don't know necessarily what specifically he's referencing was the aspects that were brought over from it, but it's an interesting take. I, you know, it'd be interesting to hear exactly what it is he saw sure. or felt that was that because I've not, I've not heard that. 
Yeah. So, so I, cause I don't think I gave much of my opinion about Age of Empires 4 last week. And really, like, so Adam's referencing some, some back and forth in our, in our chat that we have. We have a separate chat, obviously, to discuss all things video games and the show and prep and plan and all things. Um, to point and but, at each other too. Yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> that too. Um, and, and post pictures of our bulge. No, I'm just kidding. We don't actually do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in. Hey, y'all so, check the thread real quick. So, so um, I will not look at the thread in the middle of the show. Uh, but I didn't think I don't, these days. Yeah, I don't think I um, gave my opinion last week on the show, mostly because I mean, I'm not, I, quite frankly, I'm not an Age of Empires player. Uh, um, you know, I, I never, I'm not into RTS games, and so you know, really it wouldn't be fair for me to try to give you an opinion as if it's right. as if I know anything about the series. Um, the only but, thing you were playing on was, look, it's getting all these rave reviews and it's systematic right. across the board. How could you like, right. Uh, clearly you're the anomaly, not the other right. way around. And, and, I it, get and, it w- and it wasn't like all the reviewers were like totally new to age of empires. I went and sure. specifically found people that were long sure. in the series. Um, but I guess the only thing I'll say here, Cameron, is that, you know, I, my understanding is age three was really bad for the series. I understand. Uh, potentially, <laughs> potentially killed the series effectively. Yeah. Um, and Microsoft have decided, had decided to revive the series with age four. And I think that if they revive the series and they come up with anything that isn't a big shout back to age of two and resetting the stage to say, we get that age two is what people love about the age series. And so this is our foundation. Um, I think would have been a misstep and they would have been hammered for it if they hadn't done it. Now, if the only thing that we ever get is age four and they never go and make age five and build on from this foundation and do more then yeah, I mean, I get it. I would I would be frustrated too. But if like Gears, when they rebooted Gears and they did Gears 4 and they came on and did Gears 5 later, um, if if you get an age, age 5 that builds on from this and does bring those new aspects, um, you know, I think this was a good reboot and, and, and re-foundation of the series to bring it back to what um, people in the, you know, fans of the series um, liked. And that's, that's, my, that's my opinion. And of course... I say that as someone who is not an age player. Sure. So I could be totally off the mark well, here. And look, I've said from the beginning and all this, like, I, I agree with everything that you're saying. Like, it, and again, it's not a bad game. And you're absolutely right on why they did it and how they did it and all that stuff. I have this, like, core thing inside me that drives me crazy that it it was marketed as a new game, even though it's just not a new game it's it's just it's a remake or a reboot if you will but it's just not it's just not age four it's not new it's just the same crap so that it was like this like core thing of like the marketing of it that got to me it's a fine game i played it i had fun there's things that were good but it just felt like i was just playing a slightly ui version of age two like so that's my whole take on it it's not a bad game yeah it's fine well there you go. There's uh, there's I our everything you're saying, though. on on age four. All right, before we get into what we are playing, um, 
I did have what I don't know what's happening here. I'm uh, I because I look up at the show time and I remember at the beginning of the show we're like this is going to be a short show we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> that is that's great. No, I I I think it's been a good show though so far. So hopefully everybody's still with us and hasn't fallen asleep. But before we get into what we're playing, I did it's not really a correction but it is a PSA. I didn't realize this as someone who is dedicated to the PlayStation platform right now. I didn't realize this. So I want to make a shout out for other people that may not realize this. But if you go into the PS Store on PS5, I don't know if this also applies to PS4. I'd have to look Oh, no, it does. It applies to PS4. Um, so if you go into the game store uh, on PS5 or PS4 and you add games to your wish list there, Sony or the PlayStation Store will actually notify you if those games go on sale and what the sale price is. So uh, I just think that's a really good PSA. If you're like me that already has tons of games uh, in their backlog and sometimes just wants to kind of watch games for a good sale price, mm-hmm. um, go ahead, add it to your wish list. And like Steam, because I know Steam is very good at doing this too, um, the PS Store will notify you when those games go on sale. All right. What are we playing? Adam, I'm going to start with you because I'm tired of talking right now. And I know Jason's tired of talking. Actually, Jason never gets tired of talking. But I'm going to make him shut up anyway. Adam, why don't you start with what you are playing? Uh, Same thing. Digimon, Cyber Sleuth. Still grinding. Still grinding? Like, what level are you now? Gotta get that grind, bro. I don't think... uh, (laughs) No, it's not... It doesn't really go off of, like like investigator levels or anything like that. It's just I've been leveling up the Digimon inside the game and I, like all all of the all of my team members are all ultimate level Digimon. So it's like I'm using all these powerful Digimon against these lower levels and it's like the lowest XP you can get. So it's like kind of boring at that point, but whenever I actually go back into the story, that's when all the, the high XP happens and I'm just like, "Eh, I want to keep grinding, so it's because I want the the bigger. I want the mega level Digimon's. So like, yeah, you gotta you gotta help. So is this Digimon uh, cyber uh, story Cyber Sleuth that came out in 2015? Yes. Okay, I'm looking up the game you're playing. So, so you gotta help me understand here. Like, what is ultimate level versus mega level? Like versus like like what's the top level? Like what? How do I how do I put this into perspective here? Mega level is like the traditional top tier. Uh, there's other things that you can do to make your Digimon more powerful than the, than a mega level, but that that takes a lot more effort, and that's not the stuff that I want. Gotcha. <laughs> if that makes any sense. So you have your in training rookie, uh, champion, ultimate, and then mega. Yeah. It, just from like the images I'm seeing here, it very much looks to be like a um, Pokemon. I mean, obviously Digimon, but Digimon slash Pokemon version of Final Fantasy. Kind of, yeah. So it's like, definitely like just I think Phil said it a few weeks ago. Like when I first talked about it, he was, he was asking, "Oh, so basically it's kind of like Pokemon, whatever game he said." And it's it's basically the same thing. So is it turn based combat? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And uh, so, like, <laughs> I'm going to ask a really dumb question. Like, what is a Digimon? Oh, shit. A digital monster. I mean, I get it, but, like... You don't know what a Digimon <laughs> is? Like, 
explain to me like do they just walk around and like pop out their cell phone and then like a like a fucking like <laughs> augmented reality oh, like thing monster. pops up like what the fuck is a digimon oh what is gosh. a digital monster so, i mean i just need to know that like have you legitimately not heard of what a digimon is before Dude, now like so my little brother used to watch digimon but like i didn't give a shit I just did it. It's like I really I mean, it's literally don't. It's just a branded, another branded. Ver- it's Pokemon, bro. Like it's literally yeah. Pokemon. Yes, but like it's just another Pokemon, company that's tapping into that. You know what I mean? Like but in Pokemon, they are like little animals that live in this world, and the trainers they go and they capture them and they have them in their little ball, and then they throw them out and they have little fights with them. So, like, what is a Digimon? Like, look, think of it. It's the exact same thing. They're creatures from the digital world or something and instead of catching them in a ball you catch them in like an electronic device of some kind but it's the same crap like they wander no. around isn't it no it's okay not. see i totally know what i'm talking about see <laughs> so adam what is a digimon here's the thing this is the best way to describe or to say the difference between pokemon and digimon pokemon as you said you know you go around you capture the animals you trap them in this ball Mm-hmm. And you keep it in your pocket, and then you throw them out when you're ready to fight them. Right? I got balls in my pocket. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> but do we? The, the difference is that Digimon roam free. Like they're they're not something you capture. Like you're you befriend them. They become a part of you. Like in the main show, like some of the ones you can't see them, but the main characters have their own specific Digimon that that's tied to them. And that's their their pal, their friend, their their partner in crime. Like there's no like master slave relationship like it is in Pokemon. It, this is like the guy that you know is there to protect you. Listen, Pikachu is not my slave. Okay, was, Pikachu I, and I, I, I like, hot take, hot fucking, take. <laughs> Pikachu and I are best fucking friends. Okay, <laughs> is he the only one that is not in a ball? I don't know. Like, I think they, they maybe all have like, like the their one that they keep out. Yeah. I think yeah. I can, but, but the rest of them, they keep trapped in the ball in their pocket of yeah. the stash as they're traveling. Right. Yeah, so they keep that bitch in the ball. In ball. Stay inside that ball, bitch. Till yeah, I let so you out. And they get they're, back they're, in. They're your pet. They, they, they're, they're your slave. So they stay in the sash until yeah. you're ready for them to come play. So you rub their little genie lamp and let them out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Rub on my ball and you come out. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel All like right. next topic now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I like to explain it, and it pisses so many people. <laughs> but like, where do you find the Digimon? Like, this is they, what I they, keep getting. There's a digital. On. There's like an alternate universe, a digital world, and then they just form. They're just okay. there. So, do you only have one Digimon, or do you have a team of Digimon? There's a team. You can have a team, but okay. if if you're quote unquote a Digi destined. Um, then you have one that is assigned to you. Wait, what is a what is digi destined? Is that what you just said? Yeah, that's that's like the term that they use for like the like the, the, the chosen characters. one. Yeah, the chosen ones, <laughs> the so ones that are there to save the world. Basically, so if you're an Anakin Skywalker, you have a dedicated. You're a Jedi. Digimon. How about right. that? More like a Jedi because yeah. it's it's there's a bunch of them. Yeah, hey, the lightsaber to Anakin is a Digimon to a digi destined. Gotcha. You know what though? Anakin was never a Jedi master. That was the whole problem. So yeah. that meme I posted is already <laughs> making its way. I like it. 
all right, I'm I, Adam. I'm not trying to make fun of Digimon. I think I'm. Oh, I know. I think it's super cool that you have the game that you like. I just I don't know. I just wanted to learn a little bit, a little bit more and just express how little I know about Digimon. Hmm. See, there's a lot that I can explain. It's just not enough time. Not enough time. All right. Very good. All right, Jason, I Which, relinquish. Wait, but before you do that, um, I did tell you that that's where I got Taven's name from, right? That's part uh, of it. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, you did tell me. Yeah, I do remember that. TK is the one that his Digimon evolves into an angel. So that's where T came from, Taven Kane. That's where it comes from. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. All right. Well, no, that's a great little story. All right, uh, Jason, what have you been playing? Uh, I've had a crazy roller coaster. Um, I've uh, again, I, I think I've said on this podcast. In fact, last time we recorded uh, in the middle of the podcast, I had my company exec that was like um, asking me to play, you know, and so he's been playing with me quite a bit, and um, I it just has worked out. Like when I play with him, I'm awful. Um, and so then I've been practicing a ton by myself and just playing a ton and playing a ton and trying to get back to being good. Cause again, I've said, it's kind of like golf where it's one of those games. Like if you just don't play, you're just not good in competitive and you just get smoked. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing a crap ton of it. So I've been on this roller coaster of like, I've been really, really bad. I'm back to pretty freaking good right now. So just in the okay. last couple of days, all of a sudden I've like got my, like, uh, I got my, uh, my mojo back, you know, I got my okay. groove back. Um, <laughs> All right. so anyway, I'm kind of on the little roller coaster. I'm having fun with it. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, so I'll play against some good people and it'll peg me back down. I'm sure. There you go. Uh, but, uh, then the other thing that's been happening is, uh, uh, because it hit game pass, um, uh, my buddy ginger, uh, just got me into, uh, playing Minecraft. Okay. So I played Minecraft Java Edition uh, on PC for... Um, Wait, hang on. Roll back a second. So Minecraft was not in Game Pass until So Minecraft recent. was on Game Pass for console. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess but it that's just was... hit PC on November like 2nd. Okay, okay. Copy. Gotcha. So I've never played Minecraft. It's the number one sold video game of all time. Um, and um, I've never played it before. <laughs> Neither have I. Think? Um, and so you neither one of y'all have played Minecraft. No, so like, so I honestly, have, the graphics drive drive me nuts. Yeah. So my only my yeah. only like, like, I went to him and I was like, look, I I won't play this thing because the graphics are just terrible and it I, like it hurts my brain. Like I can't do it. Yeah. And so he hooked up all these you know shaders and um, uh, resource packs and all stuff and basically takes it from like a uh, like a 12x you know bit game to like a 512 bit game right like and so it it smooths it out makes it a little bit better it basically just feels like i'm playing uh, i'm trying to think of a version of the game that it feels like it is now it's it's like a little nicer valheim now okay right with with, uh these like shaders and stuff um and so he has a little private server and we've kind of just been doing just like the basic stuff um it's okay I definitely can tell it's a game that um, my kid plays it and like, I'll just get on and like, he'll build it. Like it reminds with my kid playing it when I was six year old, it just reminds me of like when I was a kid playing like the Sims, it's just, it's this, uh, my kid couldn't handle the Sims because he would just kill the guy, you know I mean? Over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. um, but 
in Minecraft, he can go into like creator mode. He he's invincible. Nothing attacks him. He's got infinite, you know, resources, and he's just like building houses and mm-hmm. like putting beds and furniture. And he's having a blast. So he's play, basically doing what I would do in The Sims, like the fun part of like building a house and playing around and doing right. stuff. And so yeah. like I'm like cool with that with my kid. So I realized though, but getting on and actually playing like the actual Minecraft part of the game where you're like mining and collecting resources and you're playing on survival and you're trying to do this progression. It's incredibly boring. Like, yeah, I just thought I'm probably done with it. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, if I didn't have ginger there, who's a like veteran of Minecraft to tell me what to do, there's just, it, it tells you nothing. It's incredible how literal you you get on this game. Like you just have to just blindly go into things. Like there's there's nothing that's like here's these recipes. Like for instance, let's play an, uh, an arc. As you level, you unlock all these recipes. These recipes then have obviously things in it. You're like, oh, iron. Okay, well I need to go find iron to be able to make this. Minecraft is not like that. Like if you find iron, then it's like, oh, new recipes are unlocked for iron. But you had no idea you needed iron. You know what I mean? Like, mm, and there's all these yeah. different biomes all over this giant map, and you have no idea where to go or why you're going there or if you should go there. Like, I don't know. It's so it to me for it, it just doesn't feel super like there's no direction to it. But um, gotcha. it's it, it very much is a kid game. Uh, I'll still play it here and there because I'll do stuff with my kid. But I'm done with it. It's just not a game that can hold my attention. That's really funny because, like, that's how I view all survival games, and I and I totally understand that there are good survival games. I'm not trying to make fun of them. I'm not. And trying I love to survival say, games. I just <laughs> like fine. to to me, like, I find them all in that same bracket of like yeah. I'm bored in like yeah. an hour. Well, I like the ones that like you're progressing to a boss or something, right? Like you're progressing to, you know, get good enough gear, get good enough stuff to like get to the you know be able to beat that boss or beat the next gotcha. boss or get to the yeah this is just like i i gather enough material to make a bigger castle but who freaking cares yeah like i don't know <laughs> like i just i yeah like That's it's funny. great for a full-on sandbox that you can literally do anything in and i just don't care i like i just don't care so yeah. that's where i'm at on games i played uh Fair i did enough. download um forza uh horizon 5 um, but, um, I, I probably will try to hit that up this weekend, but, um, so because again, it hit game pass, so I've downloaded it. I just haven't hit it up yet. And the other one that I'm definitely like aching to try, but I've held off because I felt bad. Cause I told my buddy I'd pay Minecraft with him and he paid for a server and all that stuff is I really want to play the, uh, uh, grounded, uh, update that came out okay. a few weeks yeah, ago, yeah. which was the yeah, like, that haze or whatever like i really want to do that but yeah i haven't got to it yet so that's where i'm at <clears throat> well speaking of forza horizon 5 that is what i've played an absolute shit ton of this week um i actually did you do the glitch? The, no 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 i didn't <laughs> i saw that and i'm like what it, this guy must have created it because like you can create your own events so he must have created his own i don't know I've, it's I, like i have seen that I, so I've never seen that anything that was 50 laps that took 10 hours to complete. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't I've seen a that, ton of it online, so people are using the yeah. hell out of it. Yeah, so I'll say up front that they're... De- okay, let me roll back for it's a second. It's clearly cheating, by the way. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> I don't care what uh, they but say. Let me, 
let me roll back for a second here. Uh, the game came out on November 9th, uh, <clears throat> so Tuesday of this week. Um, but if you had paid for the premium edition, I think mm-hmm. you could you could get access as early as November fifth. Yeah. I think last Friday. But for those who are waiting for Game Pass, you just had to wait till right, yeah. right. Those who are waiting for Game Pass had to wait until this week. Now, even if you're on Game Pass, they did something really cool this time, where they actually provided a upgrade path to the premium edition for Game Pass members. Uh-huh. Um, so it was $45 and, uh, to upgrade to the premium edition, which is like $100 at retail. And so I actually paid the $45 to, to do the uh, premium upgrade for Forza Horizon 5. And I did that because I'm a massive fan of the Forza Horizon series. I've yeah. played all of them like to completion, love the Forza Horizon series. And yeah. so I already like I already knew it because like the premium edition comes with like the two DLC packs that are already planned, the VIP car pass and things like I like this shit that I buy for every Forza Horizon game anyway. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. I want to play this game. I'm just gonna do it. I'll just go ahead and buy this premium upgrade path. So I've been playing since last Friday night. Um so I've played a lot. I'm already like uh I think level like fifty or something like that in the game. Um and uh, I'm pretty close to the end of the story stuff already. Um, I love this game. First of all, it is gorgeous. Really, really good looking game. Um, the car detail is phenomenal. Um, the environment, this one is Mexico. So the, the, the games were, have been set in Colorado was number one. Um, number two was France. Uh, number three was Australia. Number four was Britain, and this one is Mexico. I mean, any uh, particular place of Mexico? Because Mexico is pretty damn big. I think you it's named bo- like you named like small areas in all the other ones, and this one you're like, yeah, a so, continent or a country. I mean, it's not a continent; that's America. Yeah, North America. But so you get the point. So I think it's just like they have different biomes in it, and I think it's kind of meant to be like an amalgamation of Mexico, but into in a, yeah, in a yeah. map that's approachable um and it is a decent sized map um i don't it doesn't feel that much bigger than other forza games but i assume it is um but it doesn't feel that much bigger to me um so yeah like they have like a volcano and they have like a jungle area and like a desert area and like a beach like coastal area and things like that um so lots of different there's like i don't know seven eight different biomes in the game i can't remember um so lots of varying uh places you can go and then the volcano is really cool because it's like the tallest um you know peak that they've had in the game series so far the the volcano itself is like really tall and it's really cool because like you can see it for miles from in the game and you're like yeah you know you you know you can drive and then go up the volcano and everything it's really cool um but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying the game. I don't say I don't think that they're doing a whole lot new um, to the series, other than I think they've done a good job of presenting the quote story of the game to people this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, it's just like yeah, there's a Horizon Festival. Do get do races. Oh, okay. Like here's the colossal race. Cool, you did it. Like this one, at least there's like more of a sort of opening it up to you sort of presenting it in more of like a, a better package from a story story in quotes it's not really like a story like you're like a single player video game right um but just kind of presenting that to you a little bit better uh, the car variety is great lots and lots and lots of different cars in the game for you to to, to drive um 
you know, I don't know. I just a lot of great detail in the world and the environment. Uh, for me, Forza Horizon is like what Need for Speed was for me as a kid is yeah. is what Forza Horizon is now. Like I've tried to go back and try some of the the more recent Need for Speeds, and I just I'm like, nope. I just want Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon is the open world arcade racer that I want in my life. It is. I I just I think they do pretty much that genre of game about as close to perfect as you get it's just it's just to me it's that it's that good you can go in and customize your car you can do auto upgrades you can do uh you know you can change the library you can like make your own paint jobs and things like that you can add spoilers and splitters to the cars to make them look different you can change the rims you know all that kind of stuff too so you Mm -hmm. can really like customize your cars and things like that and there's like rpg elements too like you level up and you get experience points um but yet your experience point pool is for all your different cars and you can you can level up aspects of your car so you get more experience for doing certain things with different cars and things like that so it's just a little fun mini game and then they also have like their their online kind of components like their pvp type stuff um and this is where for me the game has really been poor at launch um and i feel like it has to be said because my experience has been definitely affected by the server issues at launch um it just has had tremendous issues and they are putting out hot fixes every day and yet i'm still having issues with it from a server side now that said i can play the whole freaking game basically without any issue. Okay. I haven't had any glitches, no problems. Like the game is just runs really, really well. Uh, but the server side, if you're trying to do any of like, I was trying to do like the weekly reward stuff. Um, Cause you can earn two different cars from that. And yeah. like, it just, it kept fucking up. Like it would be like, uh, we can't connect to the server. So we have fallen back to an old state of your of your completion and it's like i was literally one point from getting the final reward and now i'm back to like 15 points instead of 30 that i was at like it was really frustrating it finally fixed itself all up and i got my rewards and everything but yeah it just was definitely very very rough um through the pre period it's gotten a little bit better since the official launch um but still like they definitely need to work on that they definitely need to work on the server issues and I don't want to, I mean, the game is like phenomenal, but I don't want to not hammer them uh, as well for like a very, very obvious issue with the, the launch of the game. So um, uh, just real quick, I just looked it up and just to kind of give you a shout on this. Um, so Forza uh, Horizon 4, you said that you weren't sure, but you thought that this map was bigger. Forza Horizon 4 uh, was a 52 square mile um, map. Uh, this is a 78 square mile map, um, okay. so it's um, a little larger than 50 percent. Um, mm. And it doesn't um, really feel that much bigger, so that's kind of wild yeah. to me, actually. So they said that um, the map is so big that if you did the speed limit and drove from one side of the map to the other, it would take you almost an hour and a half um, to make it. And they're like, "That's pretty damn huge." 
yeah um, i believe wow. it because like when the one time that i had to do like the whole width of the map mm-hmm. i definitely got the fastest car i could do and was yeah. trying to do about 200 and it still took a long time to get across the map so the other call outs that it has here is that it's 11 different biomes okay um, yeah i, I yeah, said oh, they say ecosystems but same shit um yeah. so there's 11 um and um the other thing that i think is really cool here is that there are um real um like real buildings and real um uh places in mexico that are represented in the game yeah it's really cool they got some of the mayan ruin stuff there now you can like drive on some of that which like feels a little bit (laughs) (laughs) but but um um no it's really cool and like i said the level of detail in this game is just superb it really is I mean, I'm like constantly like I, I find myself trying to drive slower just so that I can look at shit around me. Like I, I don't know how else <laughs> to explain it. Like it is really, really good looking. Um, and like, like when you compare, like, because I played. People who listen to the podcast know that I play Dirt Five. I mean, I, everyone on the listening to the podcast knows I love racing games. Yeah. I love racing. I love racing games. I play a lot of them. Um, so please believe me when I say Forza Horizon Five is really, really good as an arcade racer, trust me, like I play a lot of racing video games. This is a good game. Um, but yeah, when you compare it to like Dirt 5, which I played, which was a launch title for the new mm-hmm. consoles. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not even night and day. It's like fucking <laughs> universes obvious. Like vastly better. Vastly better <laughs> game. Vastly better game. Um, so, you know, just please go check it out. I mean, if you like arcade racers, if you liked Need for Speed, if you like those kinds of games, check out Forza Horizon 5. It is so good. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 had almost a million players before launch. So in that pre-period, <laughs> they, so in that, like, you had to have bought so the premium out. edition. So they, uh, let's just get this straight here. Last week, we were talking about New World losing their 750 or 500,000 and how that's damning and you're telling yeah. me a game that hasn't even officially launched had a million concurrent users yeah. <laughs> and not not concurrent uh i don't think they hit concurrent um but yeah they had a million individual like unique accounts yeah. that had logged into the game Pretty damn close uh, to between concurrent. between the friday and the tuesday of the official launch so you had to have bought the oh and that's the next thing edition. is those are people who purchased the game not people like yeah. me who want the yeah. game but are like i can just get it on game pass yeah their launch numbers Legit. this week surpassed four and a half million players yeah. by the end of this week. Their concurrent users on Steam, mm-hmm. so this is Steam concurrent, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. people that would have had Just to Steam. bought the game through Steam uh, reached almost Halo Master Chief. It surpassed Hage 4 and was getting close to Halo Master Chief Collection concurrent wow. users. Wow. Uh, I think it was like 80,000, 75 to 80,000 concurrent peak. Wow. So it was bigger than age four in its launch um and again like i'm talking like so a million people that would have had to have bought premium editions right yes you know people on steam these are concurrent so this is not like game pass aping sales here like this game is doing really well it scored a 91 on metacritic like legitimately this game should probably be in game of the year conversations for this year now it's a racing game so it probably won't be and the and the level of competition is fairly weak this year. You say that it is, like it's crazy how the respect goes. Like the, it's just like movies, right? Like 
Um, yeah. Infinity War will never get, you know, like exactly. that will never get, yeah. you know, the top movie award. But like I could see, and maybe you would disagree with me on this, but I could see, um, you know, like a just a standard Forza or a Gran Turismo getting a game of the year but the horizon like once it becomes arcade it's just like it's for whatever reason there's like no it doesn't count yeah no matter how damn good it is do you agree with me like do you think the standard i don't think any race no i don't think any racing game could get Hmm. it yeah okay i don't Mm -hmm. think any racing game but yeah i think even the arcade racers are even like somehow a level below like a gran turismo or a forza motorsport but um yeah i mean for me like this is easily the best game i've played this year like you know and and i think returnal and and re8 those are good games ratchet and clank are good game is a good game uh i've liked far cry 6 that's the other game i'm playing right now um but forza horizon 5 is the best game i've played this year easily it's just it's phenomenal um so yeah i don't know i i guess you know i don't want to say too much more because we're you know an hour and 15 in and we haven't finished what we're playing but yeah I, I forza horizon 5 is so good please check it out please 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 check it out all right uh before we jump over to the new speed run i am also playing ghost recon breakpoint i mentioned that last week still playing that through with my dad I'm about 10 hours into it um this game is really fun but there's some phenomenally hilarious stuff like you can like go waste a patrol like of like three or four people on on the side of the road just leave their bodies there and the next group will like drive by in a truck and they will see them and they'll be like oh there's a dead body there and then they'll just keep driving they'll never (laughs) stop and turn around to investigate so there's some like really funny shit with the ai there's some funny stuff with the dialogue some of the dialogue is just really comically terrible um but that said, I am having fun playing this game. I think Ghost Recon Breakpoint, if you play on like the realism mode, mm-hmm. is like actually like a reasonably fun like military shooter to play. Uh, I mean, not the best one that I've played. Please don't ex- don't take what I'm saying as like it's going to be the b- most amazing military shooter experience or whatever. It's not that, but it is reasonably fun. Um, I think the game was on sale for like 12 bucks on the Xbox store the other day. If you can get the game for something like that cheap, I absolutely think from a military shooter, tactical shooter type perspective, if you play on the realism mode, it's it's pretty fun. And and for like a pretty cheap price, like I definitely would say like, yeah, maybe consider checking it out. Um, that's uh, one last thing though on it. The map is enormous. I'm one of the the largest maps I've seen in an open world game. We've barely scratched the surface of it, and yet, not even eight hours into it, it had us go back to a same location as a story mission. So we went to this compound, cleared it, got this guy out, went and did some other things, and then we came back, and it's like you need to go back into that same compound and rescue some other people. And so we had to clear out the same compound again. And I'm like, how is it that we're reusing a location eight hours into a game when your map is this fucking big? <laughs> it's either a, it's either really scary. Or <laughs> you know a bad sign. Yeah, I I don't know. Scary on like on how big it is and how long it would take you is what I mean. Or it's bad um, in that like they really didn't utilize the map yeah. at all. It's one of those two. Yeah, it's one of those two. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, well, but to be it, fair, you I think you said last week that the uh, the gameplay good, map bad. Yes, I so, did. I said the same you're writing it up again. Yep, there you go. All right, um, I still haven't finished anything, so I can't put anything on our game review scale, but uh, 
that is what I'm doing these days. All right, new speed run. This is our only real topic of the show. There's not a lot going on right now. Um, if you're not clued in, Game of the Year award show, the Game Award show is December 9th. Okay, so that is what we have to look forward to. It's about four weeks away. In fact, I think it is exactly four weeks away today um, or yesterday as you're listening to the show. Um, everything I've heard, going to be a lot of game announcements at the show this year. The biggest show that they've had ever. Um, and so definitely something to look forward to. And I think that's why we got a bit of a quiet before the storm in the industry right now. But we got a few stories here, so we'll see what we got to check out. Number one. Valve has delayed the launch of Steam Deck by two months to February 2022. Surprise, surprise. Huh? I said two months ain't bad, really. It's not, but are we surprised at all that supply issues have hit yet another video game Being in an industry that is, um, I mean, my company is an importer, right? Like, so that's a huge part of our business. I can tell you, Mm -hmm. basically, that's just like, just the next it's just the next container shipment. Like it, that's all it is. I mean, it's just yeah. So it's not bad. It's not bad, but it is not reality. surprising. Yeah, um, that we're in this situation. In a statement published on Wednesday, the company said the slip was due to the global supply chain issues. Duh. Yeah. Uh, quote: Due to material shortages, components aren't reaching our manufacturing facilities in time for us to meet our initial launch dates. Quote. End quote. It said. I mean, listen, people. At this point, you've got to realize that there is serious global supply issues all around the world affecting all kinds of different is- industries right now. And yeah, your video, you can't find PS5 console, you can't find Series X, can't find Switches, and you're not getting your Steam Deck this December because of these supply issues. Uh, February 22 will be the new start date for the reservation queue. All reservation holders keep their place in line, but dates will shift back accordingly, Val said. Uh, quote, again, we are sorry. We won't be able to make our original ship date. We'll continue working to improve reservation dates based on this new timeline, and we'll keep folks updated as we go, end quote. The thing I like about, I mean, look, bottom line is this is material. It's not like one of these video games that is falling behind because, you know, which has become the the frustration to me is just everything is blamed on COVID. Like, well, due to COVID, you know, this and that. Right. And yeah, work yeah. from home schedule. We're behind schedule. Like, I, yeah. I'm so sick of that. But Stop this is like, yeah. we just don't look. We, don't, we didn't have the, you know, necessary parts to build enough of these things. We're trying. Yep. You know. Yep. Uh, at least, I mean, it's the most honest answer, I think. Yeah. And so I, I do appreciate cool that. Adam, anything to add there before I go to number two? No, I mean, it, none of that really surprised me when I read it. And I mean, honestly, I think at this point, especially during the holiday season, I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Number two, that game that I hate talking about. We're going to talk about it again because <laughs> according to eSports charts, the 2021 League of Legends World Championship Finals, which was played this past weekend between EDG. I don't know what that means. I think it's like Edward Gaming. Don't know what the significance of that is. And DWJ, DWG, Kia. KIA. It's Kia. It's Kia, like the car company? It's Kia. Or KIA, like I mean, killed in action. No, that's like Kia, the car company. I'm almost 100% positive, but let me just confirm. <laughs> like, well, like, look, I mean, almost every year, like the winner is like Samsung White. You know what I mean? Like, it's they're like a sponsored team. Like, here, I'm, okay. I'm looking it up right now to confirm. 
All right, so these are the two teams that played in the finals. Uh, the finals brought in a peak viewership of just over 4 million people, excluding Chinese platforms. So that's probably like three times more from China, <laughs> yeah. creating a new record for, for, for league esports. The series reached a thrilling five games where each game went back and forth between the two juggernauts. Okay. And, and you're correct, by the way. It's, it is Edward Gaming. Okay, there you go. I did a little bit of research before we started this. Um, Four million people watching a League of Legends final. I mean, that is that is pretty impressive. That's a lot and of it people. it is key like the car. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I guess they're from Korea, that team. Uh, I um, think they're from Sweden, actually, that team. Oh, okay. yeah. well. You know what? Kia is a Korean car company, though. Uh, yeah. Um, but four million people—that is—that is a lot of people tuning in to a League of Legends final, or just an um, esports event. Period. It's uh, yeah, it's crazy for sure. Um, and I think that's indicative of why ESPN are trying to get in on this market. I mean, yeah. if you compare the number of people tuning in to like the PGA Tour on a Sunday yeah. to a League of Legends final, I mean, these are comparable numbers. So. Um, Pretty impressive that esports is being is able to pull in that level of viewership at this point. Although, well, let's put it this way: the two thousand, so the NBA Finals, the NBA Championship, pulled four point two five million viewers. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like this got as many views as the Lakers, you know, or whoever. It, like, I, uh, now my brain has stopped working. Uh, it was the Lakers, it was, right? No, the, sorry. No, it was not the Lakers. That was year four. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Immediately. People, it, no, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. It was the Milwaukee oh. Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. You're correct. But the yeah, Bucks won. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, anyway. Um, yeah, it was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, but, Bless you. Uh, yep. Um, that's crazy that it's equaled this. I mean, I, I just now looked that up, by the way. I didn't have that prepped. I was just curious how it compa- <laughs> compared to, like, it, it obviously football's the king. It's not going to compare to football, but right damn. or real football or well, soccer too. <laughs> I mean, I could look both those up, but yeah, like okay. Um, uh, the World Cup is, I think, the largest sporting event, uh, largest viewed sporting event in the world, and it's global. Um, so okay, let's try that. Yeah, but I mean, four million people. I mean, comparable to the NBA Finals. I mean, that's what people need to realize is that video games are <laughs> mainstream as it gets at this point. Um, what what is so funny now? What, if you had to guess, what would you say the viewership of the uh, twenty twenty one, or sorry, of the uh, two thousand eighteen World Cup final was? So I so I actually know I think, and I'm pretty sure it is close to a billion people. It's one point one billion. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, Dang. yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, that's what I said. Soccer is, or, or football, real football, is the most viewed yeah. uh, sporting event. Uh, which um, surprises me, actually. Uh, the Super Bowl this last year was 96 million. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but think about it. Uh, American football is is a is an American sport. I mean, it's the biggest American sport, but it is an American sport. Yeah. I mean, it, it is starting to gain in popularity in, like, England and, so, and, and some places like that. But, yeah, I mean, Ish. it's an American. It's an American sport. Um, And that's the thing about video games is they're global. I mean, you've got this. NBA is global. NBA is huge everywhere. And for it to only be 4.25 million, that's pretty rough. 
I would not say the NBA is global, but oh, it's it definitely is definitely global. it's definitely gaining in popularity yeah, I mean, in China, and it's definitely gaining in popularity <laughs> in Europe. But it's not global in like soccer level global. No, it's not. like you don't get all of Africa like and Asia and Europe no. and South Nothing, America. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> like yep. yeah, so soccer it, it is, is clearly. I mean, that one billion tells you. I mean, it is the big dog. Yeah, um, but I, no, I I just think this is a great story, just in putting into perspective, uh, just quite how many people are tuning in and paying attention to video games and video game competitions. Um, it's definitely becoming a very popular um, well, look, know, endeavor. I, I know we've all seen it. Like again, I'm I'm into sports. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people who are into sports, and I've seen on these message boards, or I've seen on you know, Facebook or whatever, and they complain anytime any of these shows uh, or any of these esports things are on ESPN. Like, this isn't sports. Why the hell is it on sports? You know, and I'm like, these guys are just as much of an athlete, you know, they're just as much of an athlete as, you know, um, Kyle Bush, you know what I mean? Sitting in his car, like, like these guys are. I, I see you over these, there, and I said that watching words. I saw these that heavy fighting look, words here. He's sitting in a car, yeah. and he's the best of the best at fine tuning his machine, and like he's sitting there doing things with his hands and feet better than anyone so, else can do it. So just and using just his eyeballs. Perspective. Just as what is different about a gamer? They are do, sitting a, there doing things with their hands at a coordination level better than anyone else can do it. And using their eyeballs so, to like revert that information and turn it back immediately. That's there's not a whole lot of difference between a driver and a video game guy. He so, so I certainly think that from a competitive sport aspects, esports is very much a relevant uh, endeavor that people should stop making fun of. Like it takes a tremendous amount of cognitive ability, mm-hmm. strategic ability, uh, hand eye coordination, which is a is it is a high level of any sport that you play like baseball hand-eye coordination yeah. super important basketball yeah. uh you know football like all of these sports hand-eye coordination is a massive part of it same with video games right um if it was so easy then right. you know anybody could be on legal I, and i can tell you like i, I, I wouldn't even come video close with a pro before yeah. It's, it's yeah you it's it is literally lebron dunking on you like yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> um now that said i don't want to like compare race drivers to this from an athlete perspective because just for perspective um they've done heart monitors on indycar drivers and they have a sustained heart rate higher than usain bolt running the 100 meter bolt. over a two-hour period Okay, so the you go two hundred miles an hour with somebody an inch away from you. Yeah. Um, so the sort of the athletic level in terms of your uh, training that's involved from a physical perspective uh, is is not at all appreciated by the vast majority of people that exist outside of racing. Um, and if you actually went and did a racing driver's training program, you're on the same level as like soccer players, etc because mm-hmm. of the level of physical capability you have to have, uh, physical fitness. Like, you go look at Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson will run a marathon with anybody. Like, okay. tomorrow. Okay. But right? are you going like, to sit here and tell me that um, every single NASCAR driver is in peak condition shape? 
No, but not all of them are eight-time, seven-time champion like Jimmy Johnson. Okay, not everybody's Michael Jordan. Not everybody is Tom Brady. Yeah, not everybody yeah, is. Yeah, but, but there's different to say levels like, of pros. But to say, like, inherently speaking, race car drivers are like a low-level athlete. I, look, uh, I'm not. I never is, said that. Is uh, you're taking is, this? I, I, I'm, I'm coming at this right. I'm sorry. I'm coming I'm at this say because like, I see this all the time on fucking ESPN and other uh-huh, places. Exactly. Where they're like, race car drivers aren't real athletes. And I was not saying that. I said I've, these guys. <laughs> my only take was. These guys are as much of athletes as those guys. That's what I'm saying. They do yeah, things. Yeah, I, I think it depends on how when you we view say the word athlete, athlete. Okay, they're doing they're they're doing things with their body at a elite level that yes, normal human beings cannot even touch, cannot yeah. even breathe yes. in, like nothing. Yeah, I think that that's the what I was level of. At. Of cognitive, uh, you know, hand-eye coordination, yep. uh, data processing, data processing is uh, huge reactions, yes. things like that uh, from elite video game players is is next level. Yep. Absolutely, like it is on the level of, I mean, from that perspective, it is on the level of like a race car driver or someone like that to be able to process data at high high speeds mm-hmm. and react very quickly and make make good decisions yep. sound decisions right. um, is definitely at that same peak level yep. for sure all right now that we've spent most of the show talking about league of legends and well, but athletes, we really weren't we were talking about esports right <laughs> like true. that's i mean just esports in general no i just i just love the fact that we spent like i don't know 15 minutes on that news topic but that's fine number 3 oh my the gosh. most the most senior creative behind Ubisoft's Far Cry franchise has left the company, VGC can reveal. Dan Hay served as Far Cry's executive producer for a period of more than 10 years at Ubisoft Montreal, where he can be, or sorry, where he was credited for overseeing the series during its most prosperous period. Hay joined Ubisoft to produce Far Cry 3, which remains the series' highest rated game to date and kept his role for virtually every installment since, including Blood Dragon, which is... By the way, if you haven't played Blood Dragon, super fucking dope game. It's like an 80s synth type take on Far Cry. Really fucking cool. A Far Cry 4, Far Cry Primal, Far Cry 5, and New Dawn all fell so under Dan Just Hay. real quickly, I've told you that I've not played any Far Cries. I have, I, I take that back. I've played Primal. Oh, the the like most non-Far Cry of the yeah, Far Cry games. That, I have played Primal. <laughs> uh, that's like the only didn't, Far Cry I haven't played. Way. Yeah. Didn't That's the it. only one I have not played, so I can't speak too much to that one. Didn't hate it. Uh, the, Didn't love it. Gotcha. All right. The company veteran was most hands-on with Far Cry 5, on which he acted as creative dever, uh, creative what? Creative director. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quote, so, after more than 10 years at Ubisoft, Dan Hay has announced that he will be pursuing a new chapter in his professional life, and he will be leaving on November 12th, end quote, Ubisoft told VGC. So here's my just real quick question to you, Phil. Um, as a Far Cry um, enthusiast, uh, do you think, whereas like last week we were like, it's obvious that, you know, uh, this was a termination. Uh, do you think this was a um, parting via, you know, get out of here? Or do you think Hay is legitimately leaving on his own to do something new? What's your, what's um, your feel? I feel like, so this unfortunately coincides with a similar story that I saw coming out today that 
Far Cry 7 is going to be much more of like a live service type approach like Assassin's Creed Infinity. Yeah. Um, and I'm really, I think that uh, almost certainly he's left because he's like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Sure. And or, I want to do something different. Or he was the whole um, time going like, I think this is a bad idea. And they're like, okay, well, fine then. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so as a big Far Cry fan, I am actually pretty concerned by this because gotcha. Gotcha. I'm not sure uh, where the series is going to go yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, especially because to a Fortnite platform. Yeah. I mean, that's what it feels like. I mean, you are taking everything there, man, everything. And I don't understand why they're not paying attention. I mean, like, so ghost recon breakpoint is a great example. Okay. This is a game I'm playing when that game launched. It was like a live service game with gear scores and, and, you know, um, green, blue, purple, yellow gear, all that shit. And they're like, oh, that's not what this series wants. Oh, here's what we call realism mode. And when you start the game, you can either choose to like play in realism or how the game was originally designed. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I do not want that shit. Give me realism mode. So it's like, how is it that Ubisoft continue to make these mistakes um, and and do this kind of stuff? So I don't know. I'm, I'm very nervous about Dan Hay leaving um, and what that means for the future of Far Cry. So we'll see. Well, it's they're not the only ones that are doing stupid decisions, if, if you ask me, because like the WWE is doing the same thing, quote-unquote budget cuts. They're releasing a lot of their most popular superstars that they have, like that just came up to the main roster, claiming that it's budget cuts, and these guys are like huge fan favorites, and they, they just got rid of them like nothing. So I think we're just, I don't know, maybe it's budgets, I guess, in, on, in this case. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, in, I'm thinking it's probably more what you're thinking, Phil, where it's a creative difference. Yeah, it could be that too. Creative difference. Well, and I think Ubisoft are chasing the dollar, man. And I don't think it's going to work out well for them. I mean, we saw it this past generation with both Bioware and Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. Uh, you've got studios chasing live service games that don't that don't need to be chasing live service it, games. I mean, it could all be for not as soon as Microsoft purchases them. Crystal Dynamics? No, Ubisoft. Oh, oh Ubisoft? Oh, <laughs> we had that <laughs> yeah, discussion before too. We did, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what will happen? All right, number four, in an update to the ongoing Epic uh, Epic versus Apple lawsuit, uh, Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers has denied Apple's request for a stay of the conjunction, ordering it to let app developers link to non-Apple payment options. The company has 90 days from the verdict to comply. So essentially, Apple tried to argue like, hey, like we don't actually like... We need to. We need more time to do this. You know, we're not ready to implement this, allowing developers to bypass uh, Apple Store for in-app purchases. Um, and basically, this judge came in and said, "Nope, you need to comply with the with the with the order from the lawsuit." Um, so Apple's response was, "Quote: It's going to take months to figure out the engineering, economic, business, and other issues." Uh, it is exceedingly complicated. There have to be, there have to be guardrails and guidelines to protect children, to protect developers, to protect consumers, to protect Apple, and they have to be written into guidelines that can be explained and enforced and implied. This is from Apple's attorney Mark Perry. Epic's attorney Gary Bornstein replied, "Quote: Apple does nothing unless it is forced to do it." End quote. <laughs> That's basically true. saying I, it's a delaying tactic. Look, That's I, true. I have two thoughts on this. Um, and one for each side. One is um, this really does now feel like 
Apple lost. Whereas all to this point, it's mostly been like Apple uh, Epic lost. This mm-hmm. feels like a like Apple's having to change their shit, man. Like Apple is now basically yep. having to do basically the only reason App- Epic lost is because they aren't getting put back on the service, right? So, but they won for everyone else. Like they, they the yeah. whole thing was is they were the only company who had enough money to actually fight Apple. Well, they did actually help everybody, but yes, they didn't help they themselves. Did. Um, So that's where I read on this. Two is I do actually agree with Apple a little bit on this in that um, I get that they are, you know, stalling. It's a stall tactic. But this point is true in that to protect consumers, to protect Apple, to protect developers, you know, the guidelines. One of the benefits to Apple is that everything has to go through their store and it's controlled. There are no viruses for Apple products. They, they just don't exist. That mm-hmm. shit does not apply when we're talking now non-Apple and you're going to Android. They have antivirus software and have all this stuff because it's just like the internet and in that you can freely download and upload and get shit put on your computer and who knows what it is and where it comes from and what it's attacking. And yeah. that part I agree with. It like If they can't control any of that and there's no written code or no way to enforce it, it just becomes Android which I don't want that particular part of it. Outside of all that, and I don't know how long that actually takes to control, but that part right. I'm like, oh, okay, I can understand that. Yeah, I, I can buy that a little bit. Anyway, that's my only thoughts. I'm an Android guy, so. Yeah, I'm an Apple guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm an Apple as well. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, for sure. I think that they're, that this is not something they can snap their fingers and make happen. Um, yeah. But I also think that there's a little bit of delaying oh, tactic sure. here too, because oh, yeah. the longer it takes them things. to get this implemented, the more money they make. Because yeah. in the meantime, people still have to go through Apple for yeah. everything. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. All right, number five: the Xbox app. Ugh, the Xbox app will soon give players more options when choosing where to install their games. The Verge reports that Microsoft is working on an update to the Xbox app, which will give players similar install options to Steam and some other game launchers. Currently, players are able to change which drive, uh, which drive their games install to by default by going to the settings menu on the PC Xbox app. Um, but at the moment, games are installed to a Windows app folder, uh, which is which is restricted to players. However, the new update will also let players specifically, or sorry, man, I am like I am just <laughs> not here tonight. Not here tonight in my reading. Uh, however, the new update will also let players specify exactly which folder they want to install a new game to. This will then allow them to browse and modify the contents of these folders once a game has been installed. Uh, my understanding is this is how it is done with Steam. Correct. And so, again, Xbox are trying to make their experience much more like what PC users are accustomed to mm-hmm. with regard to Steam. Okay, so as the PC guy, here's where I'll kick in and just say, uh, this is very much a welcome change. Um, I um, have had personal experience with this. Now, this does two things. One, um, in this process, I hope they fix a glitch that they currently have, which is like it says here, you can choose the drive, right? So basically, I've got multiple drives. I have a C drive and I have a D drive. Um, So like, for instance, a lot of PC users, myself included, I'll have a C drive that is a, um, like I have an NVMe, you know, drive that mm-hmm. uh, 
just runs my operating system and does nothing else. And right. then I have a another uh, you know NVMe uh, that is just storage. So that's where right. I install all of my software, I have everything on it, and it keeps the two separated and it makes it where my system boots like incredibly fast. Like I can turn on my computer and the, the boot up from like where it hits the BIOS to where I can start running my computer is like three and a half seconds. So right. like, I mean, um, so, but what happens here is with it telling me I can only do C or D, um, I don't know what the glitch is, but there's specific games that if I try to install them on D, like for instance, Minecraft is this recent one. Here it is on Microsoft game um, and Minecraft, uh, when I go to install it, uh, the game has an error every single time and I can't launch it after it's been installed because it wants to do like a launcher update, but, and it can't find the launcher because it's on the mm. D drive and it's only searching on the C drive for it. Mm. Like it doesn't even know yeah. where, like it gets confused. And there's multiple yeah. games via Xbox Game Pass that do that. And so it then forces me to install shit I don't want on my C drive because right. there's this little like glitch going on. So hopefully they right. fix that in the middle of this. Uh, but now the other thing that's not really spoken here that um, uh, comes to fruition by them doing this is they talk about like being able to edit those files, modify the contents of those folders. On Steam, when you can do that, it makes it extremely easy to add mods to games. Uh, that right. you have installed currently with the Game Pass version of games on PC, you have the PC game, but they're incredibly difficult to mod because um, mm. you're not able to mod those files the same way. It's hard to find gotcha. them. They're, so with Steam, it's just super easy to just grab you know whatever files you need and, and add them to the folder or mod it. It's, it's a lot harder to mod you know games like if like for instance Skyrim, which is right. now Game Pass through you know Bethesda. Skyrim is one right. of those games that's heavily modded on PC. You can't hardly do anything with it on the Game Pass version, whereas Steam, you can just mod the shit out of it. So yeah. hopefully that's another big thing that makes that a lot, the quality of life on that a lot better. Yeah, makes sense to me. All right, uh, number six. Uh, in this week's wildest story, Elden Ring fans are spending hundreds <laughs> of dollars for network test codes on eBay. For as much as $450, you can buy access to Adam's OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's steep, bro. You are proud, man. Proud. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just had to add in one more 69 joke before the end of the show. Uh, you can buy access to the upcoming Elden Ring network test on eBay where sellers are putting codes up for sale and people are buying them up like their <laughs> people are buying them up like their 30 series graphics cards sorry another little joke in there the limited time Elden Ring network test doesn't run until this weekend and signups for it are now closed but the excitement for it and its scarce availability is worth real money to several people with listings ranging in price from $20 to $400 the sellers promise and hopefully it's not a scam to share the code to download the early version of the game on consoles or give buyers access to their PlayStation and Xbox accounts with it already available to install uh yeah this is crazy crazy people are paying the price of a PS5 just to play the beta. a technical test. Yeah, a technical test, Elden not Ring. even beta, technical test. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, Absolutely wild. Now, are either of you yeah. interested in Elden Ring at all? 
Oh yeah, I signed up okay. to try to get access to the technical. I don't test. know a lot about it, so honestly. Like, what kind of game is it? Is it like a Sky? I, I, everything I hear is it's kind of a Skyrim. Is that wrong or? Uh, it's about it, one of those like older rings. That's why it's called Elden Ring, just because you know Elden Elder. Oh you, my never mind. gosh! <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Uh, no, everything I've seen is it's basically Zelda cross Dark Souls. Oh, okay. Mm. Is what Del- uh, Elden Ring is. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's from it's developed by From Software, the, co- the same developer that did Dark Souls One, yeah. Dark Souls Three, yeah. uh, Bloodborne. This uh, sounds like Sekiro. a game that's right up Aaron Birch's uh, backyard. Then, yeah, I mean, Aaron, it's definitely uh, Aaron Birch. Man, that's a friend of mine, Aaron Brook. Sorry. Yeah, uh, it's definitely. I mean. Aaron talked about how he liked the From Software games. I'm sure that he would be into this one. Um, but this is From Software's first go at taking the Soul series and Soul's formula and putting it into an open world environment. Yeah. Um, so here's the map is also supposed to be like really big or something. Yeah, it does. It definitely does look big. Um, and there's a lot of aspects of, you know, sort of the Zelda Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild uh, with the changing weather I'll have to um, check it out. and I'll, some of that kind okay. of stuff. What's the release date on this thing supposedly then? So Elden Ring is supposed to come out February 25th of 2022. Okay. So it's an early next year game. It was originally scheduled for January and they did a month delay on it. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully it hits its target. It'll be a game I check out then. Cool. All right, uh, that's it for the new speed run this week. Upcoming releases, Forza Horizon 5, we already talked about, and Jurassic World Evolution 2, as well as Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic for Switch, GTA Trilogy Remaster, and Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Anniversary Edition, all coming out this week, um, as well as Shin Megami Tensei 5. If you're a weeb and you want to get your weeb on, go get some Shin Megami Tensei 5. Uh, next week we've got Battlefield 2042 and Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl, and then the week after that, Final Fantasy 15 or 14, sorry, Endwalker on November 23rd. Game announcements: Ubisoft today slapped a 20th of January 2022 release date on co-op shooter Rainbow Six Extraction and confirmed a starting price of $40 for the base game. If you buy the game, you will be able to invite two friends to play alongside you using the Buddy Pass system for up to 14 days. That's uh, I don't know. I I can't say that I'm any less excited than I am for Rainbow Six. I have no interest in this game, um, <laughs> but forty dollars, I guess you know, it's uh, not a full price game. Um, number two, the first bit of paid DLC for Far Cry Six will launch on Tuesday of next week uh, for PlayStation Five and PS Four, featuring Far Cry Three villain Voss. The classic character will be playable in the expansion, which is said to feature roguelike elements. Starting with nothing more than a pistol to defend themselves, players will need to find new weapons and unlock power-ups to become stronger and progress deeper into the depths of Voss's psyche, end quote. I actually think this is really cool. They're, they're forming the DLC around uh, their villains from the past games. Um, so I actually think that's a really neat idea, although I'm not even finished Far Cry 6 yet, so yeah. I'm not going to. So <laughs> I'm shaking my head, and here's why. I have a personal uh, issue with um, DLCs that come out this quickly after any game's release because to me what it says is, hey, we completed this game and then we're going to take like 10% of it off and then just delay it like a month or two months and then Mm -hmm. turn around and make you pay more for it again. Like yeah, that, I, I, that's what immediately pisses me off. Like, yeah, well, because Bungie did it with Destiny. 
Yeah. No, I can totally respect that, that viewpoint. Now, I will say that these are actually like pulled off, dedicated, like di- like you play as a different character in a different environment and a different like this. Yeah, is but it was not, developed along at the exact same time. For it to come out, oh this yeah, fast, they made them oh, at the exact same time. Oh sure, absolutely. But like it is not like they took a piece of the campaign out. I and get you. Try to make it. I'm just saying, like um, um, the whole idea with the DLC developed, is it's additional work that they do. They create a new project and then you they mm-hmm. need to. I mean, look, they they deserve. Um, and should get paid for their works and their efforts. Um, right. And um, that's how business works. It's just, that's where I'm saying this is all in that same work and they're just doubling right. up on it. That's my viewpoint yeah, on yeah, DLCs yeah. that well, come no, out that had, quick. We talked about this after, in a previous episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I, I think do it was like sometime I'm sure it's last cool. year that we talked about that. I just, I, like, I just don't like the, the, the swiftness of it trick me and yeah. delay it a little bit longer and i would i'd fall for it and be like oh shit i need that you know what yeah. i mean i think yeah. phil referred to it as a cash grab when we talked about no it. i probably did i don't know if phil did no like this was way before you even oh got okay yeah yeah no i i'm absolutely in total agreement with you jason on this topic i just think in this instance i think it's pretty clear they've developed something totally beside Separate. the campaign um and that's what they're saying is the DLC stuff. Like, and so that's why like I'm okay. I like it's obvious they developed it alongside it, but mm-hmm. it's not like they took a chunk of the campaign and said, Oh, this like last ten percent of the campaign right. you can pay me more for. Right. This is yeah. like something in the engine, but totally like I mean, they're talking about it being like a roguelike, like separate like this thing is not gonna be something you play within the campaign. Right. Um it's even it's like different, different elements. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I that's why I think this is okay. Yeah, I got you. All right, uh, number three, Thunderful Games has announced SteamWorld Headhunter, which moves the series to 3D and third-person co-op adventure. Uh, for those that don't know, I'll reiterate it again. I am a huge fan of the SteamWorld series. So you got SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Dig 2, SteamWorld Heist, and SteamWorld... Um, uh shoot what's hand of gilgamesh steam what's the, the 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 card game i know it's called something hand of hand of gilgamesh i can't remember what the the, the it's a steam world game as well but they all come from the same developer it's set in the same sort of vibe with the same art style and everything i love these games they're all different uh steam world dig is not the same genre as steam world heist it's not the same genre as hand of gilgamesh um, this developer are really great. They're a small developer, a small team. I'm super excited for anything that they do. So I'm always going to bring up their announcements. Um, yeah, go check out the trailer for this one. And then number four, as an attempt to drum up interest in the upcoming Tiny Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Gearbox has broken out the 2013 expansion, uh, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, and released it as a standalone on the PS Store. Fully titled, and you may need to take a deep breath for this one, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure, will cost you $9.99 on the PlayStation Store. So this was a DLC for uh, Borderlands 2, which we mentioned at the very start of the show almost two hours ago. Wow. (laughs) Such a short show. Such a short show. Such a short show. Jess, you can go and pick that DLC up on its own and check it out. I'm actually really excited for Wonderlands. It's like, I don't know why, I'm like really intrigued by what this game is. And I really hope some of you guys play it with me because uh, I think it'll be better co-op. All right. 
Uh, free games, Epic Game Stores, Guild of Dungeoneering, and Puzzle Platformer Never Alone will be free to download from November 18th through 25. And until then, Rogue Company Season 4 Epic Pack is your free-to-download game on the Epic Game Store. Also, until November 16th, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure, is free to download on the Epic Games Launcher. And uh, you can get that uh, after, after November 16th. It will cost you $10 on the Epic Store. Uh, Amazon's uh, titles, they're all still the same as we read out last uh, last week uh, th- with the headlines being Control, Dragon Age Inquisition, and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Game Pass, uh, four more additions to the service uh, today, today being November 11th. Um, we've got GTA San Andreas, the definitive edition, um, and the Skyrim uh, whatever anniversary edition. Uh, or the free next gen upgrade, whatever it's. I don't fuck, man. How many different versions of Skyrim are there? I can't even keep up. <laughs> um, so, and then also, yeah, uh, also the uh, ten hour free trial for Battlefield twenty forty two as part of EA Play um, is available through Game Pass. So there you go, some stuff to check out. So Game Pass um, has taunted me a little bit. Uh, they have a coming soon section on there uh, that pops up that I'll check mm. out. And I saw a game on there and I was texting uh, uh, my buddy Curtis, my cousin Curtis. And uh, I was like, oh my God, there's a game that me and you will play the shit out of that's coming to Game Pass. Uh, I think it comes out like in December. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, what is it? And I was like, it's Total War uh, Warhammer 3. And we played the shit out of Total War Warhammer 2. And so I was like, oh, yeah, dude, we'd play the hell out of that. And so he was like, when's it come out? Oh, I think sometime in December. So I get home today, pull up my Game Pass to look at it to confirm to text him. February 17th. What the damn hell? Why does it wow. say coming soon? That's so damn far away. That's not soon. That's not soon. That's four months from now. <laughs> yeah, it is, dude. Wow. Well, there you go. Total War Warhammer. In February, but yeah, coming like soon. if you look on the PC version of Game Pass, it shows there's three games coming soon, and they're November 30th, December 8th, and February 17th. I'm like, what the damn? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, coming soon. Who knew that four months from now? Was, soon. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's it for this jam-packed uh, short episode. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you when you when you do a sixty nine, you got to do it right. Sixty nines take a while, you know. Yeah, you got to take your time. Just give it, give it nice, good, long, mm-hmm. full service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, who wants to take us out of this one? I'll let Jason do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the sixty ninth episode of the TriCast Gaming Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Remember to like, subscribe, review on your podcasting app of choice. And if you have any questions for the show, DM us like Cameron Kemp did uh, on Twitter or Facebook. And sadly, I don't think we heard from our European brethren this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're the if you're the we, we beg of Germany, you. please. Or the, or the one from Scotland, please. Yeah. Uh, we will be back again next Friday with episode number seven. Uh, we have a great weekend, and it still says stay hard. <laughs> game hard, or uh, game safe, something. Just be hard while you're doing it. <laughs>